This is the Power Producers Podcast, where we are refining and redefining the sales game. Rule number one is you have to believe in yourself. You're the only one who doesn't think you belong in this appointment. The prospect has already validated your existence by scheduling time with you. Get it through your head you belong here. Go in there, crush it, and close the deal. A place where sales professionals can come to learn from other sales professionals and thought leaders that have mastered their craft. The difference between a good salesperson and a best-in-class salesperson is only two minutes. By spending an extra two minutes on what you might think is a mundane task in the sales game, you separate yourselves from the pack, you grow your book of business, you close more deals, and you retain your accounts. As well as their peers who are still striving for perfection to achieve their why. I have a wife and four kids. Failure is not an option. Real sales professionals. Real stories. Real results. It's no different than being a professional baseball player. You can't be a one-trick pony. You have to be a five-tool player in order to succeed in this game. This is the Power Producers Podcast. Production redefined. Are you ready to feel the power? Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Power Producers Podcast. And we have got a pretty cool episode today. My friend, Mr. Craig Martin, who is the founder, CEO, owner, whatever you want to call him, of My Metal Business Card, is on with us. And if you have read The Extra Two Minutes, my book, you know that I plug their company in my book and have used them loyally for the last four years that we've had Florida Risk Partners. So, Craig, it's it's awesome to have you on, man. I'm glad we finally got to catch up. I know. This is awesome, David. I appreciate it. And thank you for, for being such a fan of the business. Um We've seen plenty of referrals come over from you. So I want to say I appreciate it right off the bat. It's getting ready to get real nasty. (laughs) (laughs) So listen, I've got a a question for you. Um, You know, as as we get started, why don't you tell it, sort of tell everybody the backstory of kind of how you got to where you're at right now. And then we'll start diving into uh, my metal business card and, and what that business has morphed into and get into some detail there, but I'm, I'm kind of interested in the backstory of, of how you got to where you are right now. Sure. Yeah. So in a nutshell, it all started way back when I was in high school, I founded a, a model train manufacturing business of all things. Most people, I tell them this and they're like model trains. That's bizarre, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I've I mean, always... it's probably the same people that collect stamps, right? That were into model I mean, trains. Well, the, the one thing I can tell you that it taught me is that it's, it revolves around passion. Right. So when you're in something, whether it's sports or whatever, it's it's a hobby, but there's a business side to, to any hobby. Um, and so you have a lot of passion involved. So I was passionate about making product. So it went from me producing things in my bedroom in high school to getting 20 foot containers of product inbound all the time from companies that we would source to produce the stuff. That's so crazy. That was kind of, yeah. So that was kind of my first, you know, um, experience in business, but it was in 2011. So I founded that business in 2000. I was 15. I was in high school, built it up. And then in 2011, one of the processes that we use for metal or, well, the entire process for, for the metal business cards is chemical etching. And it's something that we use for the model train business. But for model trains, we would make small, you know, chain link fence or uh, detail parts for locomotives using this process. And so I'm sitting back one day. I was at an entrepreneur. Um, it was a um, competition, actually. And there was different judges. And one judge, we're at a, a mixer. He had a plastic suede business card. And everybody, 
for the entire mixer kept talking about this guy's plastic business card. So for a while, for a couple of years, I'd been thinking, well, you know, what could we do with the chemical etching process that we weren't doing already? And, and model trains is such a niche market. It's just you could be the biggest fish in that pond and you're still in a, a very small pond. And so, you know, in college, I was an advertising major. I've loved design. Um, I think I have an eye for it. So I went home from this, you know, competition and looked at the competition and long story short, realized that uh, there was a lot of, let's say, um, p- just potential. Um, there were a few companies in this space. I thought either the quality of the product wasn't that great or their designs weren't great. So I thought we could do a higher quality product in terms of etching and thickness and a number of different things and offer it for a good price with really good designs. So that's how my metal business card started was my passion for design and then knowing the chemical etching process. So since then, um, and I'm proud to say, you know, on our blog, we have a new section on our website. Every year we've done kind of a write-up of where the company's gone. So if you go back, if anybody cared to do it and look year after year, you can see the progress we've made. But uh, now we offer everything from, boy, uh, you know, metal invitations, metal VIP passes to a number of different finishes now for just straight metal business cards. And we've now branched into metal tumblers. So, you know, here's a tumbler here that we've done up. Tumblers are nice. Yeah, these have been selling great. And and for us, you know, it really boils down to our whole mission is to give people the means to stand out and leave a memorable impression. So that's kind of parlayed us into more than just metal business cards, because the way I look at it, if you're an organization or a corporation or, or some individual that wants to make a statement, we kind of have everything now, right? We have the metal business cards, we have the tumblers, we have portfolios we can do. So we kind of want to be a one-stop shop for marketing in general in terms of, you know, physically branded products. However, I'm not really interested in being in the promotional product space, which I think are just cheap tchotchkes. I I think that what we do is a much higher level of impact and, and quality. So, um, yeah, that's kind of it in a nutshell, but it's it's been a quite the ride and um, I'm excited to uh, to be here today. So I'm interested, number one, are you still in the model train game? No. So actually, I had a, a competitor of mine uh, reach out to me at a trade show back in 2015 and they offered to buy the business. And at the time, my wife was like, oh, this is your baby. You can't sell this and this and that, you know, whatever. But they gave me an offer that I couldn't refuse. So since 2016, January 1st, 2016 was when that was finalized. Um, so, nope, I'm not in it as a uh, any as far as business is concerned, I'm not involved. You know, it's crazy, man, because it, it speaks to the same thing that I tell people all the time. I mean, you know, we're Kyle and I are both in the commercial insurance arena. And, you know, even when you're talking to salespeople that are that are looking for what they want to do and how they can maximize their earnings and all of that, I always tell them, you know, find something that you're passionate about. It's not, find something that you like, that you know that you'll devote your time to, and you will always be more successful if that is the business that you're chasing. And, you know, I just can't even imagine the kind of money that gets dropped on some of this stuff because I, I mean, these people that collect stuff like that, like it's a whole different animal, man. I've got a bunch of old, old, old Tyco and Lionel trains that are in Uh very good shape. Nice. That are probably worth a fortune right now to the right people but they sit in uh, in their original boxes, never get touched, never get used. And, you know, um, 
I just I know from the the short amount of time when I was a kid that we actually played with that stuff. Not the same, um, but my dad had had built like a plywood train little whatever, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the, just he took us over to a dude's house one time that he knew that he worked with, and this guy had like trains running through the rafters. Then they had like <laughs> like all over the place. So I mean, I think it would be interesting to to be in that space and just kind of see. The, the kind of money that gets dropped on it. But to your, to your point, I think it's cool that you were able to take the technology that you were using for that and parlay it into um, what you're doing right now, because I would have never guessed, like there's no chance I would have ever guessed that it started with you making tiny little chain link fences. For Dude, when I was a small child, exactly. I was at my babysitter's house who was probably in her late fifties, early sixties and had an adult brother who was obsessed with trains and had and lived with her. And, um, you know, that alone is a little bit weird in itself that he was living there. But so, <laughs> I'm, I, you know, again, I'm small, like, I don't know, four or five years old. And he's got this. Well, got really weird when your babysitter was like in her upper fifties. Yeah. So, I mean, you started this thing out. <laughs> oh, there's all sorts of shit that was wrong with that. Like she let me get on these strangers boat in Lake Tarpon one time. Like she didn't get on the boat and it like I told my mom about it after and my mom freaked out, obviously. But anyways, so we're What could go wrong, you know? It's insane. So I'm I'm in the, like there he's got this train set set up in their kitchen, like that, you know, as a little kid, I'm like, Oh shit, this is so cool. Like and so I go and I he's in the kitchen like making some sort of sandwich, I think a peanut butter and jelly, which is also hilarious. But, uh, I go and I grab, <laughs> I grab the train and he turns around. He's like, no. And like freaks out. Jelly goes flying off the counter and shatters. And I'm like, I drop the train and just immediately start like crying and melting down. And, <laughs> and so he's like, comes over and makes sure his train's okay. And I was just like, dude. So my mom was not pleased about that either. That's, <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's so wild. I, I think it's interesting. So, you know, you guys have got a good, you know, I'm sort of a student of advertising. I'm not going to say that I'm the smartest guy in the world, but I mean, I understand. Um, I understand it at a, at a marginal level. And, and so I'm interested when you decide to launch the product, because if I had to guess, you guys have a pretty solid budget for Facebook advertising right now. Mm-hmm. Like, the targeting and retargeting game is pretty strong there. Yeah. Yep. So how is that, you know, what other mediums are you using? I mean, I'm sure you're doing stuff with Google and things too, but are you doing any other like creative advertising stuff to get in front of people outside of just the stuff that I see on social media? Yeah. I think, you know, fundamentally we, first of all, I believe in this product. I do believe that for $2, let's say roughly a card, there's nothing that I've seen that for that price will give you the same statement that a metal business card can when you meet somebody. I'm going to stop that, you right here for one second. I'm going to tell sure. you people you're listening to this. You need to hear what he's saying because what I'm going to tell you is over the course of four years of toting around metal business cards, not everybody gets a metal business card. I have the ultra thick you know, paper card that if I'm going to a happy hour to, you know, for the chamber of commerce, not that I even go to that stuff, but if I'm going somewhere where I know I'm going to hand out 15, 20 cards, they ain't getting metal at that. 
But for every person that I go to for a new business appointment or somebody that I want to know who I am and how to get a hold of me, they get the metal card. And I know that when you heard when people heard you say that they're two dollars a piece, they immediately started freaking out because they're two dollars a piece. What I'm going to say is that in four years of handing those cards out, there has never been a single time that I have gone back to somebody's office to meet with them a second time, and that metal card is not still sitting on their desk because they're scared to throw it away. <laughs> without like, fail, every time they're always like, "Oh, this card is so cool," and it's like. And then I hand them mine. That's a de- you know a solid card. It's thick, you know, nice card, but it just gets shit on because yours is is metal. Right, exactly. And I mean, so what we've done, and I, I don't want to you know take this too far down a rabbit hole because Craig was on a roll, but you know, it, it's a great way to incent salespeople to hit certain targets, right? So you want the metal card? Yeah, you got to hit the you got to hit the the metal level, and then even then we could go from. You know, the standard silver to the super cool black that you guys have now mm-hmm, and all that. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it, it, it's a way that you can motivate salespeople to, to get to that level. And we've seen a lot of that, too, where, you know, let's say that, you know, upper management in a company will get metal cards and then everyone else has to work to get to that level to get metal cards. But, you know, ultimately, again, it's going back to I'm passionate about this product just as I was about the model trains. I'm passionate because they're cool. And I think that we're helping people, you know, it's not just a, there's some businesses where it's like, Hey, if you sell hamburgers, it might be delicious. You may not be helping somebody health wise. And I love a good burger, but I'm saying that this is a product that again, for the price of it, it needs to be viewed, I think differently than most business cards, right? So most people look at business cards as an office expense and say, Hey, you know, pens, paper, business cards, I can go to Vistaprint and get 500 cards for 10 bucks. And you can, that's no problem. However, the impact of those cards when you give them out is not going to be the same as the metal card. So metal cards are more under the marketing budget. And so you asked, you know, what type of mediums are we in? We're all over Facebook. We're all over Instagram. But I bring up, and to go back to this passion part, I believe in the product. So it's easy to push this. Um, and we've tried a little bit of everything. We've tried, and and in some cases, not just try and then left it alone, but still do Bing, LinkedIn, um, also uh, Pinterest, all sorts of other things you can think of, because, again, I'm, I'm trying to let's put it this way. We have a vision where a world, a world related to business, a world where anybody related to business has seen or touched a metal business card. At this point, a lot of people still haven't seen or touched a metal business card. So it really blows I, me away how many people haven't just because when I hand it to them, the reaction that I get from them for handing them a metal business card, you know, it, it's like they have I didn't even know this was a thing, right? So yeah, yep. Have you done anything on YouTube? Yeah, we have a YouTube channel. Uh, we are right now um, working to systematically get a video up of every single product, and it's not just a video that says, "Hey, here's this Tumblr, cool, whatever," but a video that really goes over and showcases all the different points of this, why it's cool, what you can do with it, how our process works, um, and that's kind of a big part of it too. You know, internally, I'm uh, fundamentally always looking at how we can improve the customer experience. So by the way, being that you're a client, please, if you can ever, if you ever see that, hey, I got this confirmation email, this wasn't right, or this is confusing, let me know. Because I think that we've built this business on the fact that we're just chasing the customer experience. And the experience is everything from the first time they request samples to the time that they run out of cars and they have to reorder. Um, everything in between, I just want to tweak, tweak, tweak until we get it 
and I don't think it's ever going to be right or, or perfect, let's say, but we can continue to improve it. So that's kind of my philosophy on, on moving forward. I'm interested. You said that you guys have, um, you spent money advertising on Bing. I've actually had this discussion with a few people regarding internet advertising lately and specifically the things you see inside of Google analytics. When you see the browser that people are using to get to your website, it's really interesting to me. I think a lot of people have, uh, you know, you know, way back when um, back in your train days or even a little earlier before that, we had all kinds of search engines, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we had Ask Jeeves, we had Yahoo. Mm-hmm. Had I mean, I could keep going on and on. Sure. And Google pretty much took over world domination at that point. And, you know, Microsoft released Bing, and there was a lot of buzz around it when they did release it because people thought this was going to be the next thing. And then it wasn't. But very craftily, I'm going to assume that it, that it was craftily, Um They've managed to hang around, man. And with the development of Microsoft Edge as a browser that is the native default browser for the most part on all of the laptops you get that are Windows-based, I've seen a huge uptick in the number of people that are actually using Bing because that's the search engine that's attached to Edge. Like for me, Chrome has become such an unstable browser a lot of the time that I have almost started exclusively lo- using edge for what I can. And oh, I can, wow. yeah, I can see that having a huge effect on people's ad spend. If more and more people are doing that, because it's, why do I need to go open up Google Chrome? If every time a page renders, I have to hit reload two or three times to get the graphics right, because it's just not rendering correctly. And I mean, that yeah. seems to be a chronic problem that we have, but I, I, I'll be interested to see, it's more anecdotal than anything else. What happens with advertising dollars inside of the Bing platform, you know, in the near future, because I think that they're starting to get market share away from Google. I really do. I think to, to your point, they've done a good job of, like you said, it's, it's, it's their native browser. So when you get a computer and keep in mind, you know, we obviously are dealing with a lot of businesses. We're basically B2B. So maybe if a lot of business people on their computers don't take the time to change out the browser to whatever they want, Chrome or Firefox or whatever, uh, and they're just using what's on it, then they might search Bing. And if, you know what I mean? Like if that's our market, it, it might do better for us than uh, some other search engines. But Google still has uh, a huge dominance, right? But, oh, yeah, but they're always going to be the 800 pound gorilla. Exactly. And so for us though, we've kind of looked at it from the standpoint of, well, our Google AdWords is robust. We work on it daily. Um, so why not try other avenues? And they have it, you know, so long as your cost per acquisition stays good, you can put more money at it. So for you guys driving, driving top line revenue, what have you, you know, what do you think, what's, what's been sort of the secret sauce of getting the majority, the, the most traffic, um, you know, is it the coupon codes? Is it limited time offers? I mean, it just seems like you're all over the board. Like you're literally doing everything you possibly can to try and get, drive people to the site. I mean, it, I'm just, <laughs> if there's any one thing that you found that you think works better than, than others. Um, that's a really good question. I think that at the end of the day, you know, sales always do well. However, if all you do is sales all the time, you become that constantly, you know, those businesses you see that are constantly going out of business, uh, you know, furniture type companies and whatnot that I used to see around here. So I don't think that's the correct, I, I don't think that's, you know, let's put it this way. That can't be your only tactic. So to your point, 
we are kind of all over the map in terms of, you know, everything from somebody can request free samples. That's a great way to drive people. Once we drive them to our site, we hope that when they request request the free samples and they receive them, they, you know, feel them in their hand and then they want to order because they love them so much. But part of that, you know, and I would say this is the bigger part of it is driving people to your site is one thing, but then getting them on a pathway to purchase is a whole science in and of itself. It's a science and an art. So for anyone that that wants to, if they request free samples, which you can do on our website, we then put them into a series of events. So they get their confirmation email that they requested samples. They get the confirmation that they have tracking for those samples. And then once all that happens, we give it you know a two-week period, then we follow up. And the follow-up and, and all of those types of little touch points are really... Um, they've had a huge impact on what we do because prior to that, we weren't following up. So, you know, again, driving people to our site is like kind of the small end of it. The, the, the bigger end of it is we have to have all these little touch points to make people feel like, Hey, we are a reputable business, which we are. And, you know, it's, it comes down to trust. We want people to trust the product, trust us. And ultimately I think if we can hit those two things, then the third thing is, can they understand the price point and what the value of the cards will do for them? And if we could do all three, then we start to convert people. And again, when I say convert, I don't look at people as just numbers or whatever, but I do think that everybody that orders will have a positive impact on their business. No doubt about it. So I'm happy to see them come through this system. Well, I mean, listen, man, you're an e-commerce business and you live and die by conversion. So there's nothing wrong with you saying convert. (laughs) Sure, sure. I just, yeah. Saying, you know, that everybody who goes through the checkout line converts. I mean... It is what it is. That it's an interesting, you know, landscape. A lot of people don't know this about me, but I, I own an e-commerce company that I don't really talk about a lot. But I understand a lot of that stuff at a pretty deep level. Um, and we live and die by conversions and empty mm-hmm. carding, you know, or, uh, leaving things in your cart, and um, <clears throat> all of the psychology around how you frame, you know, an email to somebody who has an item that's left in an abandoned cart. And, and get them to convert into yep. a customer based off of that and the, the number of times you have to touch them and how that works. Or it could be something like having a, um, you know, we have a, a wheel of fortune type wheel that is a exit intent pop out on one of my sites where, you know, when somebody's getting ready to leave, it'll pop it out and say, click here and you can save up to X percentage or whatever mm-hmm. and automatically apply a coupon code to the uh, shopping cart you know, when they go to, to check out. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot, I mean, for me, you know, and I want Kyle, Kyle's got a question. I know he's going to ask, but you know, for me in e-commerce, the first battle you have to win is getting that person's name and email address, right? Your business and knowing, okay, now I've got a legitimate contact here that I can use automations and CRM stuff for, so that I can stay in front of them, whether that be drip email campaigns, whether that be telemarketing calls, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, maybe somebody who comes in and takes your initial offer and, and gets the hundred business cards or 300. I don't even remember what it is. It's been so long now since I did it, but I mean, I knew that there was an, an initial offer that I responded to maybe, you know, even having the CRM have an automatic task to flag somebody to pick up the phone and follow up with somebody and say, look, it's been 90 days since you placed your order. Just wondering how things are going. Is it yep. time to consider reordering now or 
whatever else. I mean, it's no different than sales is sales, man. It doesn't yep. matter what yep. the product is. It's how you follow up. It's how religious you follow up. It's the type, the type of follow up and the messaging involved in that. And it can't always be a message of what's in it for me, you know, meaning I'm going to sell you this because I really want to sell you a product. It could be framed in such a way using what I just said as an example of part of our concierge service is making sure that we replenish your cards before you need us to replenish your cards, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, and, you mm-hmm. lines and you give somebody that perception that, wow, you know, not only are the business cards top shelf, but the level of service that comes with them is also top shelf. They called me literally within two weeks of when I would need to place an order and they told me what to expect because they didn't want me to run out of yep. cards. And that's a huge deal for me. So, yeah. And and I'll tell you, you know, one thing that's kind of behind the scenes here, but it's taken a tremendous amount of resources, both um, for my employees, myself, is we've spent now, I think we're going on about almost three years that to to kind of put this into a nutshell, I was, this, this business has grown consistently year after year after year. We got to a point where I could see that the wheels were going to fall off the bus if we didn't have some robust systems in place. And I'm talking everything from order tracking to a CRM type system for follow-ups. We were very analog, very kind of old school. Um, it just wasn't going to, we, we weren't going to be able to scale if we didn't do something. I happened to be to dinner with a buddy of mine who worked for a software company, small software company. And I explained, Hey, you know, we'd like to have an automated proofing system where once a proof is done, the client gets an email that says, Hey, please check this, this link to see your proof and they can accept or reject the proof. He said, yeah, we could probably do that. Oh, I'd like to be able to do this, that, whatever. Fast forward to today. And again, we're three years deep into this development. We have our own internal software called titanium is what we called it. Um, and it does, it's, it's, I can't even tell you how robust it is, but it's something that the client, our clients never even see. You've probably, you wouldn't even know about it unless I brought it up, but it has managed a lot of what you're talking about. So whether it's the follow-up with people or um, even just accuracy of shipping, you know, now everything that goes through our quality assurance in the warehouse uh, has a QR code attached to it. And that QR code is scanned upon shipping so that that's all just input it into the customer's order so they get a tracking number, but nothing can ship incorrectly now if the system's followed because it's extremely robust. I could give you all sorts of different examples, but again, I think that's one of our big strong suits that I don't know if any of our competitors are even itching at um, because it was a three-year road that's been expensive and very, um, boy, it's it's a lot of work, but I'll put it this way. Here's Here's one example. In our production facility, in the artwork room here, and in my office, we've got real-time numbers on TVs displayed. So metrics for every single department, they can look up there and see where they're at. And this is real to the minute. So if we get an order on the website, a ticker goes up and there's one more order for the day. We have goals. We have, uh, again, it's just, it's all metrics-based to see where how we're doing. It's essentially a scoreboard for every department in the company. So that's kind of a really cool that's something that I had envisioned in my brain, but until you get some really robust software in the background, you just can't do. But we're at that point now, again, three years later, um, I have an app on my phone that's just for me that I can check our numbers anywhere in the world because it's an app that's only for me. So it's uh, we're, we're pretty dialed in. And at this point, we're just looking to find more of the marketing magic that works to able to serve more people. So what's it like from the customer perspective when they're there, when they get on the site, when they're placing an order, what's that process look like for them? 
at this point, our website and our software, let's put it this way, from a technical standpoint, our website pushes data to our software. So they're not one mm-hmm. and the same. And all the products on our website are entered on our website. And then that information is pushed over to the software. Within the next, hopefully about two months, this is, a, again, another project that's a year in the making, we're going to be launching a whole new website. This new website is integrated. So essentially, its back end is the same as the software. Mm-hmm. So in the future, when you order, you'll be able to go to your back end. We will, we've been saving logos for every single client for the last couple of years. So you'll be able to see your logo on tumblers and all sorts of other stuff. Not just, you know, hey, you can imagine this is your logo, but actually your logo superimposed on things. You can one click reorder. In the future, if somebody wants to order a weird quantity with a weird finish with whatever, our internal customer service team can make the quote, send it to them in a link. It'll take them right to a shopping cart page where they can just pay and check out and go for it. So the customer experience, once this new site launches, is going to be fundamentally light years ahead of where we're at right now. And we're, we're all excited about it because it's going to make everybody's lives easier. First and foremost, our customers. I think it's huge to be able to yeah. have the logo saved and have them be able to, in real time, put it on there and see what it would look like. Almost like a proof, but not an actual proof, I guess. Exactly. So that, that, that's, exactly. that's got to increase sales for sure. Well, and for something like a Tumblr, it could serve as a proof. If it's on there and you say, yeah, I love right. it, it looks good. It never has to go to the artwork team. And if it doesn't have to go to them, it just bypasses right to sure. production. So makes sense. So my question is, you know, I think one of the things people would be wondering is from a buyer's experience, buyer's journey, um, active, if they come in and they've never ordered metal business cards before right now, why don't you talk a little bit about what that timeline looks like in, you know, they could go to your website today because they click on a Facebook ad, enter their coupon code to get an introductory offer. You know, what, what do they have to go through in order to, uh, get their product made, and then what kind of time timelines are typical for a product turnaround and all of that? Got it. Yeah, good, good, uh, good question. So there's two offers that are the best way to get started. There's the stainless steel starter pack, and then the executive pack for black metal cards. Um, both are 100 cards each. Both include artwork. So what you would do is essentially go to those different product pages, which are on our homepage. You'd type in the content you want. So content would be your name, you know, phone number, website. Uh, Sometimes people want slogans or whatever you want. And then upload a logo. It could be anything from a PNG that you have or a JPEG or a PDF. A lot of people aren't familiar with vector artwork. If it is vector, that's awesome. If it's not, we can work with it. So you would upload that information, type your content, and then submit it through our secure site. What happens then is you'll get the confirmation email internally here. We review the order Make sure that you've uploaded what you need to do. It goes to our artwork team, which is an in-house artwork team here in in Southern California. And they then look at it. You're assigned to one designer. That designer will make a proof for you. And usually within, we try to do it same day always. But if it's not same day, let's say that you order in the evening, it'll be the following business day. So within 24 hours, you will get a proof. And the proof will come over via email. You click a link, go to a website, and there's a picture of your card. And if you love it, You can approve it for production. If you don't like it or you want to make some changes, you just say, yes, I'd like to make changes. And at that point, it goes back to the same designer and you can make modifications. That process, generally speaking, we convert most proofs into production artwork in about, I think on average, about two proofs per order. So um, in some cases, it's I want a little minor adjustment to my name. The font should be bigger or different. In other cases, it's I don't like this card. I want a completely different design. And if that's the case, we might assign it to a different designer or 
it, well, usually that's what we would do is just assign it to someone else to get a different set of uh, eyes on it. But after that, once it's confirmed, there's kind of two different buckets that things fall under in terms of just metal business cards. Most cards, because they're all made to order, there aren't blanks sitting around, take about two to three weeks. So that includes the chemical etching process. From there, they would go to screen printing or plating. If there's an outside finish on the card, um, they'd go to, in some cases, laser etching. Um, in other cases, there, there's, there's a number of different finishing processes that can happen. If you needed cards quickly, we offer quick metal cards. And that's something where we have about, at this point, I think we have eight different uh, base designs. And of those base designs, you choose one, and then everything is lasered onto the card surface. So those can ship within 24 hours. And that's that's based on customer feedback. You know, year after year, we had people that would call up and say, hey, I love these metal cards, but I really need something by today's Monday. I need it by Thursday. I have a big event to go to. In the past, we couldn't help those people. Well, now we can. And the quality is exactly the same. The only difference is there are no custom cutouts and there's no screen printing on the cards. So um, either way, again, you're looking at anywhere from 24 hours to about two to three weeks to ship. We ship via FedEx ground. We have a flat rate $10 uh, freight fee, which, you know, you need, I, <laughs> what was that? you need it because my God, those things are heavy when they come well, in. That's what I was going to say. You know, we have people that I've seen, I mean, you know, 10,000 cards could weigh a thousand pounds. I mean, right. So roughly a hundred cards weighs about four pounds, depends on how many cutouts there are and whatnot. But yeah, so for $10, if you order 50,000 cards, it's still $10 to ship. So we stand by that. And essentially, that's it. You know, it's, it's a pretty easy process. I think the one thing that I want to remind people, and I, we have customer surveys that go out, and, and, I'm, and I'm always reminded of this. There's a question there that says, is there anything else you'd like to add? This is a immediate post-purchase survey. And nine times out of 10 people say under that section, can't wait to see the proof. Look forward to seeing it. Ultimately, you know, what I'd like to say to people is this should be a fun thing, right? I realize there's some... Um, you might be a little bit reserved about, well, I don't know if someone's going to design something that's going to hit my style or I don't even know what my style is, but that's what we do. And that's what we do all day long. So I think at the end of the day, you have to trust in our process. We have over almost 3000 reviews at this point of which the vast majority are five stars. And our team, everybody that we have here is uh, committed to making people stand out. I mean, that's what we live and breathe by. So um, the process is simple, but like I said, I want people to have fun with it and just enjoy it. It should be fun. I mean, that's not, that, that's a relatively quick turnaround time. Like I was expecting it to be longer than that. I mean, especially when, especially the quick, uh, the, the quick version. Yeah. Yeah. Three weeks yeah. is reasonable. Dude, it took me like three months to get my freaking sandwich. Like, I mean, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, especially when you're taking something custom. So I, I have to ask you, what's the I, – I, if I were looking at your website right now, I have to believe that like Old Faithful is the, the original stainless card. That's the one yep. that puts you on the map. Is that still the most popular product or are you starting to see some traction in some of the other card products? I would say that by far it kind of goes back to the old Pareto you know, 80-20 rule. Um, the vast majority of our business is stainless steel and black cards. I think that it, it takes a more unique business or, or application to do a brass finish or a copper finish. Um, in addition to those, you know, we offer carbon fiber. Uh, we have white metal cards now. Some people like a custom shape. So we do square metal business cards now, dog tags. Essentially, 
what we're good at is making things that are flat and metal. So whether it's an invitation, which is just bigger than a business card, or it's a dog tag, which is smaller than a business card, or a VIP passes, we saw a lot of VIP passes. Um, essentially, you know, it's all possible so long as it's flat and it's metal. Weren't you guys working on like a bottle opener business card too at one We've, point? Yep. Yep, we've got bottle opener business cards. And that's something, too, where we can, with everything, you know, nothing is made to order except our quick metal cards. We have, you know, blanks that are that are pre-cut. We offer quick metal business card bottle openers. So that's something where if somebody wanted bottle openers by even Wednesday of this week, and again, today is Monday, we can do it. Production would, if they got the artwork confirmed today, production would happen tomorrow. We'd ship it tomorrow, and they'd go out. So... We can really facilitate that, but also if somebody wanted a custom, you know, cutout for for an open or let's say a custom shape, we could do that too. You would just be waiting two to three weeks to to have that manufacturing done. I could see that being an interesting conversation if I handed somebody a, a bottle opener business card, like with what we do. It's like you're uh, <laughs> you, you're not doing so out here. You might need this. Yeah, no, we. I'll tell you guys, we have a, uh, there's quite a few lawyers, uh, DUI <laughs> defense attorneys that have ordered metal bottle openers. So, you know, go These figure a little, little humor. Oh, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's funny. Yeah. How about, how about the tumblers and the other stuff? Are you seeing, are you seeing growth in your ancillary stuff? I mean, is that tracking with the growth that the, that the cards are? I mean, in the overall vision of the company, you know, I, I know you want to try and be, to me, you guys are high touch, man. I mean, you're going to cater to a certain kind of client. You're you're not going to cater to. And look, I'm sure I'm going to piss some people off when I say this, but you're not catering to the insurance agency that sends you out the annual calendar with the you know Norman Rockwell scapes on it or whatever. <laughs> you're you're, yeah. you're catering to a higher end. Sure. You know, somebody who wants to be perceived as is more sophisticated or. You know, truthfully, call it what it is. They want to look like, you know, they're better than their competition. And so, um, you know, it, it just I'm, – I'm interested in how the other stuff is sort of tracking with it. And if if you're getting those people to come back – because you got me. I mean, you got me to come yeah. back and buy colors after I got my cards. Yeah. And, and we've done well with those. But I'm just – I'm interested in what you're seeing by and large on the incremental stuff. Well, I think at the end of the day, you know, we – so part of this is – Metal business, like our name is mymetalbusinesscard.com. We also have mywoodbusinesscard.com and myplasticbusinesscard.com. But fundamentally, again, going back to the 80-20 rule, 80% of our revenue is metal business cards. So this other 20%, though, as that 80% grows, that 20% becomes more and more valuable as far as the company is concerned. So it's really done well. And to be honest, you know, for the longest time, tumblers didn't really excite me because we can only really produce one at a time per laser. So our capacity is, is somewhat limited. I mean, we can still turn out thousands and thousands of these. We do on a regular basis, but it didn't really, you know, with metal business cards, we're selling hundreds or, or thousands in a lot of cases. So these kind of one-off things didn't really excite me. However, what we've seen is, like you said, people order a hundred cards and they say, Hey, you know what? I'd like to order a dozen tumblers to go, you know, to give out to my employees and to give out to some great clients and maybe to my family and friends. So this goes back to the idea that for just a few dollars, now these are more expensive than cards, of course, but for a few dollars, I don't know what else makes a statement like this. And Yetis and Hydro Flasks, those are wildly popular. You know, you go anywhere now, you see people walking around with these metal tumblers. 
I think that the, our timing is right on these. I think that the quality of these is right there with those other companies. Um, and yeah, we've seen good traction. And to be honest, we regularly are shipping pallets of tumblers. So at the end of the day, like I said, it goes back as far as I'm concerned to, I think that we have all the systems in place to help people to have a fluid process, whether it's the artwork, the production, the shipping. I like to think that we can offer more to more people. But again, I don't want to lose sight of the fact that we are mymetalbusinesscard.com. So in the future, we are going to be launching a website strictly for tumblers and other products that'll be kind of um, spinoffs of what this is. But And that's to kind of keep My Metal Business Card focused on what we do. However, again, our internal software and production capabilities and artwork, we can facilitate all sorts of other products that are personalized that don't really fit within the Metal Business Card portfolio. How do you do that without becoming, like you said, a promotional product company, you know, and, and, and kind of fit into that mold versus where you want to be? That's a good, really good question. I, I think when I think of promotional products, companies i think of those squishy balls right that have the no nylon, real like little nylon backpacks with two shoestrings mm. exactly i don't i never understood those backpacks they don't look comfortable but and i'm not trying to talk down on those products i think that there is a space for those but that's not what i want to get into and, and david to your point i think that what we offer is maybe a more sophisticated version so in one sense i've had people argue with me and say no you are a promotional product company that's fine i'll, I'll take that label it's fine but at the end of the day, I want it to be that we are a high-end product Versus company. Just like the tchotchkes. So, like, yeah, that makes sense. Exactly. Yeah, listen, if, I ha- if I'm at a trade show and I'm handing out customized tumblers and the person next to me is handing out one of those plastic clappers that you shake and <laughs> give yourself yeah. a and you made a great decision buying from us, or something <laughs> like that, yeah. you know, they're going to – I am going to have way more people who want my Tumblr, yeah. right? Exactly. But, you know, I think too that it, you know it looks at who are you catering to, meaning is a sales professional out there, or is a company that's that's marketing to grow your top line revenue. If you're an agency and your average client pays five hundred dollars a year in premium, the old Norman Rockwell calendar might be <laughs> your option, right? But you know, the average clients that we're bringing on board are paying a quarter to a half million dollars a year for their insurance. I don't mind spending a couple of bucks on a business card sure. and a custom tumbler to handle those hand to those people. And I mean, if you look at it, I, I think where, where our peer group sometimes falls short is they don't look at costs as a percentage of revenue so much as they get hung up in the unit cost, if that yep. makes sense. So well, let's just say a yeah. tumbler's 50 bucks, okay? I know it's not, but let's just say that it's 50 bucks. People are going to freak out that they're paying $50 a piece for a tumbler. I've never looked at it that way. I've looked at it as these people are paying $50,000 a year in commissions to my agency. This is a tenth of a percent of what they pay me. Mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. giving them a tumbler for a tenth of a percent of the revenue because what I do know is that they're going to use it and other people are going to see them use it. And whether it be some, look, I've had people that have been on the golf course using one of our tumblers and saw nice. somebody else using the tumbler. How come I didn't get that from my agent? Well, you know, because your, your agent's sucks. worried about the fact that <laughs> yeah. You know, it, there, there's an old adage that any expense in a business is an investment in the business, right? So if you look at, again, going back to what I said really early on, um, 
this is not, this should be looked at under the marketing budget, right? So, you know, come, yeah. to me, I, I, I say this all the time an expense has no opportunity to recover revenue. An investment has an opportunity to recover, you know, a gain on that investment, right? So an yep. expense is electricity. Yep. The electric bill is an expense. It's a commodity. If you're going to put something into a well-thought-out product that you're going to hand people to get your brand awareness up to where people remember who you are, that's not an expense. You're investing in your brand at that point. Yep. Agreed. 100%. And, you know, it's kind of funny. I was As I'm sitting here, I, I realize I'm horrible at giving gifts because – and my, my, my wife will tell you – it's simply because <laughs> – I'm too practical about it, right? Like I look at everything and I think, no, nah, she doesn't need that because we already have this and it does the same thing or whatever. A lot of what we've done here is I'm trying to make it easy for people to find products that they can have personalized and maybe send to their friend or do for their own business that make it easy to make somebody smile, you know? And I hate to sound really kind of, you know, like, like a hippie or whatever, but I like the fact that somebody could get one of our products and smile and say, dude, this is awesome. Whether it's you know, tumblers for your company, or you can have one that says somebody's name on it and just drop ship it to them and say, Hey, I was thinking about you. Here's a cool little product. So it's making gifting easy for high quality products. What's the coolest project you've done so far custom wise? Oh man, that's a good question. Um, Cause I've seen some pretty ridiculous business cards, honestly, and ridiculous in a good way, but I mean, yeah. The design work, I mean, for those of you that are on the fence or don't know how it would turn out or look for your company or whatever else, I will tell you, you know, I'm pretty anal about design and things myself to a certain degree. Like I want everything to have a, a an exact touch and feel when I put it together. And, you know, I have to tell you, your design team is top notch, man. The, I the appreciate it. Produce and, and the suggestions that they have on products, they're really, really solid. Well, thank you for that. Yeah, I think... It always comes back to to the to the design, you know. Ultimately, um, and off the top of my head, I'm going to look. I'm looking at our portfolio section real quick to see if this is on our website. But Jim Beam, oh, it is on here. Jim Beam hit us up and said, "Hey, we're going to do." They launched something. This is back in 2015, and they have an awesome looking invitation that they did for this event. That's on our website under the portfolio section. So it's mymiddlebusinesscard.com forward slash portfolio. But just a really cool looking invitation with their logo on it. Uh, we've also done, this comes to the top of my head, we did metal business cards for Mike Tyson. He has a production company. And so the metal business card, I don't know if that's on our website either. I'll have to see. In some cases, we can't post some of these photos because it's just a, a confidentiality thing. But um, oh, it is. No, it the, is. Iron Mike. His, yeah, his tattoo is cut out of the card. So yeah. it's cut out around his, yep, yeah, it's on there. But um so stuff like that's it's you know it's it's kind of a fun way to connect the dots. Commander Holyfield that was missing his ear. <laughs> yeah, the, the corner of the card's gone. God. Yeah, I'm trying to find that but, Jim Beam uh, one. It's down under. If you go to the very top and click on invitations, oh, metal okay. invitations, it'll take you to that section, and then you'll be able to see it. Mm. But we've had a lot of we 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 regularly do things for the NFL. We do things for Hilton. Um, we've worked with. Under our about section, we have a growing list of um, logos of, of big brands that you've probably hopefully heard of that we've done cards for. So, you know, when I started this business, going back to my college days, I was an advertising major. And when you're an advertising major, 
everybody wants to leave or get out of college and go work for an ad agency. That's just what you do. I can't think of any ad agency that's been able to work with as many big clients as we have. And that kind of just happened slowly but surely because I think, you know, we're trying to be the best in our space with the best service, with fair pricing. Um, and it's just kind of fun to, to see these orders come in for, from brands that that I've used myself. I mean, even stuff that you wouldn't think of, Guns N' Roses, on their most recent tour, back when bands actually could, you know, have shows and tour, uh, <laughs> we did their metal VIP passes. So um, we did them, we, and, and going from, from one side of it, we did Guns N' Roses for their VIP passes. We also did Barry Manilow's VIP passes way back in the day. So it's all over the map of who we've had. Not There isn't one single pro- project that sticks out as my number one, but any big brand um, that comes along, it's just kind of fun to see the cards come to life. Here's something I found out the hard way. TSA, not a big fan of the unopened um, <laughs> metal business cards. They like, I had never, I had never really traveled with like a large number of them. And I was in an agency owners event innovation out in San Diego earlier this year. And I knew I was going to be handing out a bunch of cards. So, you know how they're, I don't even know if it's 25 or 50 of them that, and then, then it sort of has the cellophane wrap around the outside of it. Mm-hmm, so it's, mm-hmm. that thing is like a brick. Like you can mm-hmm. throw that at somebody and do some serious damage. I had two or three of those in my backpack, which meant my backpack was heavy anyhow, but when they detained it and I asked them why they're like, sir, it appears you have some sort of a transformer in your, <laughs> I'm like, I don't have what, what? Yeah. Like, Optimus Prime. I mean, what do you mean? <laughs> what kind of transformer? There's no transformer in there. And they like kept circling around. I've said, are you talking about my business card? And then when I pulled them out, they're like, Oh my gosh, I've never seen those before. So, you know, here I am all kinds behind me now because I've got the TSA line held up and they all know who my metal business card (laughs) is. So that's cool, man. Well, and and by the way, just to speak to that, if anyone is listening and, and was worried about that, we actually, on a frequent basis, get people questioning, hey, can you fly with these? I've never heard of anybody. It's just, at the end of the day, oh, it's yeah, just a business card. They just had to look in my bag and see exactly. what it was. You exactly. Know, I, my favorite response out of all, of all time to um, my cards is when I got them in my middle son said, Dad, like <laughs> you could use this thing like a throwing star and take somebody's jugular out. <laughs> that was the best one. <laughs> Well, with, and with that said, I do want to point out that they are not sharp. No, they're not sharp at all, unless yeah. you file them down. Exactly. The <laughs> well, it's it's kind of you know I've had I've had people say like, well, you know, it's and I think that that's the the overall perception is well, it's metal, so this could be used as a weapon. Again, they aren't sharp, but I tell people too, like when you're traveling anywhere, you could use a pen. A pen is is as much of a weapon as anything, right? Anything can be a weapon. So at the end of the day, that we've had. I've never heard of somebody having their cards confiscated or whatever. It's a matter of you put them through the metal detector. And I just have to point this out because I don't want to put fear in people traveling <laughs> with metal business cards. No, it's, it's somebody who's found themselves in the back of a shady taxi cab in downtown Managua, Nicaragua by themselves. <laughs> I would have welcomed the fact that I could use as a weapon. Who had never even crossed my mind to do that. No, I mean, I, it, you know, people are weird, man. 
you know, I don't, I'm not going to ask you to admit to that or say anything, but I will. And, you know, I, I think that if you have, a, you have enough opportunists out there in any business, and we certainly see it on our side from claims and everything else that come in from people that are just looking to game the system or whatever you want to say, they're going to, they're going to figure out a way to try and make teddy bears dangerous at some point. Yeah. But it's crazy. Well, listen, man, we're pumping up on an hour. Um, you know, what What kind of – do you have anything – I should ask you about promotional codes and stuff before we got cranked up so that we knew about um, what was going on right now. We're probably four to six weeks from airing this. Okay. Anything you have on the horizon or any kind of a promotional deal that you see coming up that people can use? Or is there like a top secret code that's always out there that you just – Use if you need it. Yeah, so a couple of things here. Let me see. I'm going to check our calendar while we're talking here. We just finished a friends and family sale. However, I'll put it this way. If anybody's listening to this and references this podcast, um, two things. You can either request samples. When you get the samples, you will get a 20% off coupon. So if you don't need the samples, please don't request the samples because they cost money. We'll give you the 20% off coupon anyway. So that's the other part. If you if you reference this, we're happy to give you a 20% off coupon. Guys, don't be boneheads requesting a bunch of samples for no reason. Like, don't waste the man's time. If you're interested in using his cards, then by all means, I think you should request samples. But don't be that guy that requests a sample just because you have you know you want to hand a card out one time and do it for free. I mean, it well, make it- we often it, it hasn't happened recently, but there was quite a few times where we would be posted onto a freebies.com or freestuff.com or whatever. It's these websites that hmm. just aggregate free samples all over the web. Net. Yeah. And so people would request these things and it's like I they just don't have any intention of ever ordering. They just wanted something for free. So what I want to explain to people too is that these samples are not made to order, right? These are just generic samples that we have that are real orders that we will show you the quality of the card the cutouts, different types of, you know, processes we can do on the card. If you wanted to get a few samples of your own, we can do it, but that becomes an order that takes artwork. That takes a lot of different work to get to it. Um, With that said, that's the one thing that people always say is, oh, well, you know, two to three weeks, some people that seems reasonable. Other people, quick metal cards are the better option because they need them quickly. But ultimately there is a lot more work that goes into creating metal business cards than there is with paper. And I'm not putting down the paper process, but it's not like printing and cutting. It's, 10 times that amount of effort. So, um, you know, with that said, yes, things, these cost more than, than paper. So even sending samples to someone that doesn't want them just doesn't make much sense for us. I know that there's nobody who listens to us that would ever think of doing <laughs> remotely close to that. Because if they did, then I would have to whack them in the jugular with my metal. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyhow, you were talking about we were doing friends and family. So do you think 20% code if they request samples? If not, just reference the podcast and, you know, you have a have a code. To, yep. uh, and and you could do that even in when you when an order is placed, it prompts you to fill out the information for the card. You can say, you know, here's my name. Here's my number. And by the way, just type it into that spot. Or if you wanted to call us, we're here from nine to five, Monday through Friday. That specific time we're in Southern California. So we can definitely you know, facilitate that. I'm happy to do it. And, cool to you, and by the way, one thing too, people wait for sales that are better than that. And that's kind of going back to your question about marketing and what kind of tactics we, we don't run 20% off promotions too often because people just start to expect it all the time. And 
we're happy to do it. You know, I mean, it's but we never go above twenty percent. So I've had people say, that's "Richest, that's about the richest code I've yeah. heard from." Yep. The only other thing that I can say is that the starter pack and the executive pack that I mentioned. So the starter pack, it's a hundred cards. It's the artwork service. It's shipping. It's everything for one ninety nine. So a dollar ninety nine a card, and for three ninety nine per card for a hundred cards, the executive pack. Those are the black metal versions of the cards. Those are both awesome package deals. Those we don't discount because they're already heavily discounted. But if someone's looking to get their feet wet and get metal business cards, again, for 200 bucks, all included, I think the starter pack's the way to go. If people can't pay 200 bucks for the starter pack and get that money back, they ain't selling enough new business. <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> not going to help you people. I mean, yeah. you got other issues out there. Yeah, I think it's a mindset thing. Craig, I appreciate you being on, man. I want to go ahead and wrap up. Um, you know, I hope everybody has has learned a lot about you know just working on your own brand and making yourself better as a result of how you uh, represent yourself in the marketplace and allow other people to perceive you. You know, I realize that this is a little bit different than the average guest that we have on, but part of what our mission here is is to make sure that we give you tools and resources to make you better in addition to just sales tactics and insurance knowledge. And truthfully, um, for those of you who don't know me personally, you know, Kyle can attest to this, and I've said this literally a, a thousand times, you know, I don't have any financial incentive whatsoever to have Craig on this podcast. Craig is not paying me. They are not an advertising partner for us. Um, I don't get free business cards from him. I represent people that I believe in. I represent products that I believe in, and I will not get paid to do that. And if and when the time comes where we have advertisers, we will be very open and disclose that. But Craig is on here as my guest because I can tell you that his company has made a significant difference in my personal brand. And Kyle has seen that in real yep. time. You heard him say earlier, 100% Every of the time. time that I get that card out, people make a big deal about it. And 100% of the time I go back for the second meeting, that card is still sitting on their desk. If that's what you want for your brand, you need to talk to my man, Craig, at My Metal Business Card and see what they can do for you. Their, their designers are outstanding, and I, I can't give them a high enough recommendation. And from a customer service perspective, he will make sure that the deal is done the right way. I can tell you that from firsthand experience. So, Craig, I really appreciate you being on, man. Hopefully, insurance agents from all over the country flood your uh, inbox and let you know where they heard about it, out, heard about you. But we just really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today, man. Always yeah, enjoyed your podcast. Glad to, to finally meet you. Thank you so much, David. And, and just really quickly, um, there's nothing more uh, – let me put it this way. This, everything you just said is exactly why I'm in this business. And I appreciate you. I appreciate you guys, first of all, taking the time to do this. But but fundamentally, um, I'm glad to hear that they're working out. That's the whole point. And I appreciate you just believing in the product. And this is what it's all about, meeting cool people, having a win-win product. And if we can help anybody else, you know, we're happy to do it. So once again, thanks for your time and uh, really appreciate it. Yep. Thanks, man. Absolutely, man. You've been listening to the Power Producers Podcast. You can follow Killing Commercial Insurance on Facebook and YouTube. And if you want to take your game to the next level, next level, check out our book, The Extra Two Minutes, and our website, killingcommercial.com. Killing Commercial.